Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by One United Bank, America's largest Black-owned bank and first Black internet bank. One United Bank is leading an exciting new charge and encouraging us all to think about ways to make Black history now. Through our spending, our impact, our activism, and our legacy. This is more than a moment. It's a movement. With the right mindset and actions, we can be financially woke. When we unite the power of our dollars, there's no limit to what we can do. One United believes that money is power and we can use it to build wealth in the Black community, not only for today, but for the future as well. Move your money and bank Black with One United Bank today. Visit OneUnited.com to learn more. Sweetest letter. Let us know when you open up an account so we could celebrate with you. Hey, hey, it's Courtney. And Joy Marie here. And we are back with brand new episodes of your group chat girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Fresh episodes on the 1st and the 15th of every month. Yep. And if you love our show, be sure to share it with a friend or a coworker. And coming up, we have a great episode for you today. Uh, we have Lindsay Day, yes. founder and editor-in-chief of Crown Magazine. We're going to be talking about taking ownership of culture. You know, we posted the live show where we talked a little bit about this last week, but how you can really leverage that in business, the pitfalls and opportunities that come with that approach. So stay tuned. But first, we're clocking in. Yes, clock in. This is a segment of the show where we check in on each other, see what's going on personally and professionally, and also just kind of, you know, catch up on what's going on in the world. So how are you? I'm great, but uh, we need to kick it off with the major news. (laughs) Congratulations, Joy Marie. Thank you. New gig, big teams. Yes, I got a new job. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. It's like, it feels like a new season. It's literally finally summertime. Fingers (laughs) crossed. Fingers crossed. It stays that way. But yeah, it's, you know, it's been really incredible, the journey to this particular company. It's been a long journey. Right. But the payoff is worth it. Yeah. Like literally, like probably like a two year plus journey just from when I first got introduced to them and building relationships and like keeping my eye on opportunities until I finally like someone reached out about this one. So Mm -hmm. all that to say, just like hang in there. I think a lot of times we have an idea of the timing of when things should happen, but there's like a reason for every season. And um, and yeah, just like, I feel like this go around, like faith has really been a big part Mm -hmm. of my actual business strategy. And we don't talk about that a lot on the show because it's kind of abstract, but I think like beyond studying and you know, preparing yourself and doing all the steps we talk about every week. There's just an element sometimes that has to do with just faith and yeah. favor and um, and just like divine timing. So yeah. there's a balance for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I feel love good. that. I'm I know. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you, boo. And you know, it's kind of interesting we talk about uh, faith and being. It's like luck is a big part of our lives. Yeah, and it's interesting. I've been thinking about this quote from Oprah. I think. Most people know is she talks about luck is preparation meeting opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I've just been thinking like with grad school coming to a close and just the things that I want to devote my energy to. And I'm finding that I've been in rooms with like incredible people this year. Mm. And a part of me is like, it's not shame, but I don't go, I'm not as outgoing approaching these people mm. because I don't feel like I'm prepared myself Hmm. for any opportunity that could come out of it. Really? Yeah. That's a terrible reason not to approach somebody. I mean, it's like I don't. So, for example, if I'm meeting like a writer I really Mm -hmm. admire, I haven't written anything in like a year, over a year. I still think that's not a good reason. Well, what is like, well, what would I say? Because the thing is, the relationship is the relationship is probably being sparked just off of a connection about the Mm -hmm. weather or where you live or what books you read. And then the follow up 
the second or third or fourth time you hang out is where you get into your writing. Really? But really, you're not, you don't always need to lead with the work Mm because that's kind of transactional. Surely. Yeah, girl, go for it. On a personal level, then it's way deeper. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I will take that to heart. Okay. I'll take that to heart. But you're killing it, so. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, I mean, season's changing in the world Mm -hmm. as well. I feel like everything I thought I knew about my faves is being. I know. It was a hard week, month, Month. quarter. Quarter. (laughs) Girl, Trumpito is bringing out the colors in everybody. Yeah, so I wanted to, it's like I want to talk about. Kanye, but I don't want to talk about Kanye. Yes. But I think there is an important lesson to learn Mm -hmm. from this debacle. And it's like, we all have problematic faves. Yes. And all of our faves have the ability to be problematic. Absolutely. And how do you decide when to, like, go out on a limb for someone Mm. that you love when they are in the wrong? (laughs) Like, do you sacrifice your reputation? Just off the strength of a friendship. These are real questions we need to start to ask ourselves. Because it seems like everyone's showing out. Yeah. So I thought two good examples were Chance the Rapper Mm -hmm. and John Legend. Mm -hmm. So Chance the Rapper, as I'm sure a lot of you know, when Kanye was going on his initial tirades, um, Chance responded saying, Listen, I talked to him. He's the same. Yeah, you always known. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, black people don't have to be Democrats. Mm-hmm. Which they don't. They don't. It had nothing to do with the conversation, <laughs> but that's fine. So then he goes along his merry way and Trump proceeds of to course. tweet about Chance saying, you know, Chance knows what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Right. And Chance <laughs> had to backpedal, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep. Like, listen, yeah. this isn't what I intended. This isn't what I was going for. Right. Contrast that with a John Legend, who is, he like to the approach of like these broad statements on Twitter talking about like, oh, I love artists. You know, they can imagine the future, but we have to deal with the present. Yes. We can't be blind to the truth. Yeah. And then he goes and he's like up in Kanye's yeah. text, like preaching the good mm-hmm. good words to Kanye and kind of trying to make sure he's <sighs> like he wasn't just doing it for the gram. He right. was like, I'm really trying to get right. through I'm to gonna you, try brother. and engage with you. So and I think that's a smarter way yeah, to do it. Like same. you don't have to like get on the mountaintop mm-hmm. and like show out. For this person, real yeah. friendship kind of happens in private exactly. anyway. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Girl, playing, like, this is not a game. I know. Like, I know. And y'all, first of all, I cackled initially because I was like, if I see one more Kanye quote on my timeline at the top of the month when y'all were hyped that he was back on Twitter. Which I still And then get. look. And then look. <laughs> Listen, you got to be He's careful who out. you cuss. Especially when you don't know the person. You do. And to that note, like, I don't really want to get into it. But, I mean, there's been a lot. There's been, like, Nas, Khalees. There's been Starbucks. There's been Waffle House on a more serious tone. Bill Cosby. R. Kelly. (laughs) Nike. Mm. So, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like we... We do need to take a critical look at, like, to what degree we stand for some of these people. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you don't know them. And I feel like we all need to remind ourselves that we don't really know these figureheads. That's actually... New rule, the John Legend rule. If you can't text this person to get them together, you don't need to be on social media, public platforms, taking up for them. Because you don't know what the heck is going on. You don't know. And also, like, if you're going to boycott something or ask for a change to something, there should be an objective or an outcome that you're working towards. And then when that outcome is met, you need to think about how to reposition your dialogue and your narrative like yeah you know i'm thinking about the starbucks thing because it was like they met the demand yeah that's a real thing hold them accountable yes but like you need to switch the narrative when people actually respond with what you were asking them to respond yeah so and that's true just for boycotts in general i want us to stop calling for a boycott for everything (laughs) do you really just because this is the thing people are like oh boycotts don't work anymore or since some people want to boycott everything but i feel like when they did work 
like take the Montgomery bus boycott. Mm-hmm. That was a targeted thing yes. where it was like this specific thing that's happening. Yeah, we want that specific thing to stop, and yes. we can do this actionable thing. Yes. That has real consequences on this one thing. Yes, it's true. It's focus. It's true. Like, we it's have true. to focus our energy. Yes. So, on that note, everybody mute R. Kelly. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Now it's time for Rants, Rays, and Reviews. This is the segment of the show where we highlight products, services, tools, experiences, really whatever we feel like is either enhancing or kind of detracting from our professional lives. Mm-hmm. Courtney, you're up today. Yes, I'm doing? up. I got a quick rant okay. because I have deja vu about this rant. I feel uh-huh. like I've expressed this before, <laughs> but it has returned. And listen, we live in a text-based um, society at this point. So we're we're writing emails. That's how business is done. And I just need all of us to get on the same page and learn how to write good emails. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is, listen, I spent a good 20 minutes trying to decipher someone's email. And it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. So these are my tips. All right. Are we ready? Yes. One, have a good subject line. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's descriptive but concise. Okay. Two, send the email to the right person. Oh, okay. That is helpful. <laughs> if more than one person, clearly identify which section of the email pertain to each person. All right. Okay. Also, rethink the CC. Does yes. everyone need to be on here? Do they? Usually okay. the answer is no. All right. Number three, <laughs> state the purpose and make the desired deliverable clear. Mm. If it's a long email, you may want to quickly summarize at the top, bold and underline <laughs> the money sentence, the, the one Here's that matters. What I'm looking for. <laughs> Be clear. Oh, Number girl. four, <laughs> formatting. Make it easy to read. White space is your friend. It is. Bulleted list. Hallelujah. Break it up. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is very targeted. Reread and proofread. I shouldn't have to send an email trying to clarify <laughs> what, what you, you meant? said. Are all the words in your sentences? Oh, Did you type too fast? Did you leave something out? Oh, my goodness. Does everyone know what that acronym stands for? <laughs> oh, that is one of my pet peeves. I'm up on Google like, yes! what does this mean? <laughs> EOD by EOW. And yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> and finally, I forgot what number I'm on. But this may be the most important. Should this be a phone call? Mm. We hate picking up the phone. I hate picking up the phone. But for clarity's sake, you might need to just talk in person. And my rule is if you've sent the email, I've sent a response, and you have to email me back. My rule is that third (laughs) email. Like if we're still talking about the same thing, the third one, pick up the phone and call. I you can that. recap the conversation so we all have it, but pick up the phone and call. Listen, let's all live better, do better. Hallelujah. All right, so we're so excited today. We have a IRL group chat girlfriend here with us. Lindsay, I met you a few months ago at like yes. an awesome beauty brunch with Brooke DeVard. Yep. Yeah, who was just on the show. Oh, was she? Oh my yeah. gosh, I, I gotta go back and catch that one for yes. sure. Yes, yeah, so such a pleasure meeting you. You're such a light. Lindsay, you're the co-founder and editor-in-chief of Crown Magazine, a premium independent print publication about natural hair and the women who wear it. And through Crown, you're on a mission to create the most beautiful and honest representation of Black women in the history of print. We can attest to that. We have a (laughs) copy in front of us. It is gorgeous. We're trying. We're working real hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. I mean, you guys have been featured by Forbes, BuzzFeed, like you've won awards. So I've been very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. Very blessed. Lots of hard work and just 
our community has been so supportive. So, yeah. yeah. So we've definitely been following your progress. And we know that ownership is a big part of mm-hmm. the Crown Magazine brand. And it's funny yeah. because in the last mm-hmm. episode, we touched on a little bit about authenticity and bringing mm-hmm. that authentic self to work. And so I'm excited to talk to you a little bit more about that because yeah. in taking ownership of your culture and bringing that to your work, I think some of us are hesitant to do that mm-hmm. because we want to protect that part of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. But That's what, a rough one. <laughs> yeah, but why should we rethink that? Yeah, well, it's hard for me. Like, I worked in the corporate space for the first part of my career, and I left, mm. <laughs> you know, about six years ago. I um, left. I actually traveled for some time. I started freelancing and and from there had already um, started my first digital platform, but then worked in other startups and did different stuff. So, you know, it's, it's interesting, but I did um, just speak about this subject matter at um, LinkedIn had uh, Transform Her, mm-hmm. their first uh, summit mm-hmm. um, for women. And um it was beautiful. Black Enterprise actually kind of recapped it. Oh, nice. um, but yeah, it, we were just talking about, um, you know, how how tough it can be, but kind of finding finding what you can kind of get out of that situation at a certain yeah. point. It's like kind of making that gut check. Can I put up with this and derive value from this in some way or even perhaps you know, uplift your community in some way from your role, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. You know, can you derive something from it or is it time to go? Yeah. So that's yeah. like a big one. And then if you are going to stay, it's like there, there's no perfect situation. Right. You know, being out here ain't perfect. Right. Being in a building, mm-hmm. you know, there's, yeah. there's always going to be challenges and people to deal with and, you know, stakeholders to kind of figure out how to, you know, how to get them on your team, you yeah. know? And so I think... Knowledge of self, which is one of our brand pillars, knowing what you're there for so that that emanates from you and that when you connect with people, you know how to lead with that value versus just kind of shrinking in the back and, you know, having your insecurities show because you don't even know kind of you're not centered with this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm working toward. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what can be challenging is that. Now with social media, Instagram in particular, mm-hmm. we live in an age where we are connecting with these digital communities online. And like a brand like Crown, you know, you're f- fostering a network, a community that feels so empowering and enriching and inspiring. But then you come to work and it's just like, how do mm-hmm. I even bring any of that side right. to mm-hmm. to work? But you, you know, working on this, I'm sure you're brands are coming to you to tap into that very thing you've built. So I find that there's this weird like disconnect because Mm -hmm. brands are interested and invested, but on a day-to-day corporate level, like some of us struggle to bring that to our companies or bring that even just to our roles and our jobs in a way that's meaningful. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we, we so often operate in silos Mm -hmm. too. And it's like, I think one great thing about the gatherings and the things that we're doing with with Crown in in terms of the events that we're we're offering and are, are offering more of we're doing a lot more of that um, is a lot of people you know whether it's in Oakland and people are in the Silicon Valley world or it's in Brooklyn and people are doing their thing and a lot of times we're the only in the mm-hmm. building or in the department. I mean, I was one of two in my high school class. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're always the only. And so you kind of get, it's like you have to reconnect to the, to your source. I mean, yeah. to your source, yeah. to God first. and yeah. But to your community, you yeah. know, like we, that's why sisterhood is another brand pillar. Um, and brotherhood, of course, too. Not officially, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. <laughs> Gotta have brothers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like so much comes from that refueling, like the day with Brooke, you know, at mm-hmm. her house. It's like when you're around women who are like-minded and you can kind of refuel and figure out ways that you can work in your communities and build things. Because, you know, these corporations, frankly, weren't built for us. Yeah. They were built probably by us yeah. in a lot of cases okay. yeah. or on at, at our expense, mm. you know. And 
it's not, they weren't created for us. So it's like, all we can do is like kind of try to derive some sort of value, whether that's I'm going to get paid so that I can do X, Y, Z, or whether that's, you know, I'm going to learn these skills so that I can apply them to the business I want to start or, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. understanding what it is that you're there for. Again, you know, and that helps you to maintain your integrity. So you're not just like clock in, tune out. And yeah. it's like, what is that doing for you? What is that doing for the employer? What is it doing for the economy, your community? Yeah. You know, it's it's a waste of your God-given talents, I believe. And I felt that in my career. And mm-hmm. it was like, I have to do something else. But I want to I wanna get more specific. So, yeah. I mean, how can you bring those things that you're facilitating outside that are real and relevant mm-hmm. to the mainstream culture into the workforce? Because, again, these brands are reaching out. Yeah, They're partnering. Yeah, yeah, they want sure. parts of this. Um, I think it's it's like owning our culture and being confident when you take it to, you know, the decision makers or the stakeholders. And, and when you're, I think a lot of times we feel like, oh, it's black or it's, you know, like we're afraid to mm-hmm. broach the subject like it might get shut down. But the fact of the matter is they look to us in these corporations yeah. to tell them what's hot. You yeah. know what I mean? And so... Um, a big thing is ownership. And and it's like, you know, black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the mm-hmm. country. People yeah. love to say that. But we also get less than 1% of the funding. Yeah. Our sales are not in on par with, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, I think um, there's a there's some, again, with those silos, there's a gap between like the corporate yeah. black people and the people yeah. who are entrepreneurs. And yeah. there's an, a misunderstanding of, I think, how to how to connect that and use resources from these buildings to, you know, it's like you're hiring vendors, you're hiring, like, why would you not hire black vendors if they're qualified? Like prioritizing those things, you know, instead of feeling like, I don't know if I should, Mm -hmm. because we've all been there. I've, you know, we've been there, but it's like, we are a culture, so we got to act like it. So I wonder, too, though, how do you keep it from being watered down? So whether you're bringing um, a Black viewpoint mm-hmm. into the office or you are you have your own company and you're partnering with these different brands, I feel like a lot of times when we see, like, the urban ethnic initiative, mm-hmm. it's very, like, surface level. It's like yeah. the filter. Yeah. But how, how are you making sure that it's speaking authentically to the community? Because even we're a part of the community, but, right. like, that we're not a monolith either. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's literally the epitome of Crown, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a beautiful print publication. It's Thank not, you. I mean, it is a black and like, you know, woman publication, but it doesn't lead with that. It's just beautiful on its Thank own. You. Thank and you. I think like to your point, when at work, it's always like, we sometimes struggle with being tokenized because mm-hmm. it's right, like, right. oh, we're talking about urban music or mm-hmm. hip hop. Like, let me go to the black person. And it's right, like, how do you... Right, right, right. That's that's I'm like it's hard for me because I'm like girl I left no <laughs> like, I but don't you, know. so you work with brands yeah you work yes, with yes, them. Yes, and so to do, me it do. really is kind of the same thing because no, being on the is. brand side it it's is. like yeah so yeah but like, I, I mean it's not without its challenges too right. you know it's like when you work on something for three years and then you know now hair culture is exciting to the mainstream yeah. mm. and money goes toward that. But then you open it, and there's not really the depth per se. You so know, what's that, something like you don't budge on, like right. when you're something working we with, don't budge. Yeah. Well, I think again, it's like it goes back to our brand pillars, which are sisterhood, knowledge of self, self love, authenticity, and ownership. Mm. So it's like those are the things that we. It's like our barometer. Mm-hmm. Like everything has to be run by those. And so it's like entering a brand partnership, um, content, the way we lay it out, yeah. um, who we decide to work with and, con- you know, feature and all of those things. Um, you know, like our cover girls, Dion Ivory and Lauren Ash, and who, who are just su- the epitome. I mean, they, uh, Ash, Ash, I call her Lauren <laughs> Ash, founded uh, Black Girl and Ohm, and Dion is the art director. And it's like, I think so much of it is just reflecting back the beauty that we already have, the power yeah. that is already existing in our community. Like, yeah. these are people that we have admired for years, and, you know, you connect with them, and then that divine timing comes to play, and, and it just so happened. Just so many things came together, and it was just like, it, it's an opportunity. Like, 
the, you know, the, the whole premise of Black Girl in Ohm is creating a space for black women and women of color to breathe easy. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you see people doing this work, it's just so automatic. It's yeah. like clearly we have to work together. The aesthetic matches. The yeah. the missions are so aligned. Yeah. Um, and so we're just very much about representing the diversity, the the like we could never represent every black woman. That's right. how diverse we are. But when you open a magazine, typically you don't see you that see range. Yeah. You see like one end of the spectrum and another end of yeah. the spectrum. And I think it it divides us as as a people, as a community. It pits us against each other. It does all of those things that we're we should be fighting to 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 get yeah. through and get over in this yeah. generation. I mean, I love that application too, just because I think a lot of times we think we have to be yes men or women mm. um, in the office, but saying no when you're grounded in research or insights or just even intuition to know like this marketing message isn't going to resonate right, if right, we're right. trying to be broad or appeal to everyone. Like this is what this community cares about. Yeah. And nowadays people can see through an authentic messaging. And so yeah. it's really about. And I think it's quality over quantity, Yeah, you know, in the business sense. And I think it's just in general being grounded in what you offer and what your perspective, your unique perspective, you know, these companies need our cultural intelligence. They don't have it. You see them making these crazy mistakes left and right because either they're trolling us, which is very (laughs) likely, and or they don't don't have the sauce. We have the sauce. You know what I mean? So like knowing that, knowing that when you go in and, and get your raise or promotion, knowing that when you're making, you know, don't say it with a question, say yeah. it as a statement. statement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those things that I think we're all, we all kind of, you know, yeah. especially as women, I think a lot of times you, you're conditioned in a way to be less yeah. firm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah. particularly as black women, you, yeah. ca- you try to, you're a peacemaker and you're, yeah. a, you know, and, and sometimes in the business setting, you have to let some of that have stuff Have a strong POV, yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up cultural intelligence <laughs> because I feel like, to your point, they all want the sauce. Mm-hmm. So they want to come and pick your brain and figure right. out all these things. How are you protecting that specialness that makes Crown Crown? Because I enjoy it. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, Malik, um, you know Malik Teal, Crowbox, mm-hmm. posted something recently and I... Wish I knew the quote offhand, but it's not in front of me. But she just said something like to the effect of you could hire my same vendors. You could, you know, Uh you could pick apart everything that I do and try to do it, but you're not me. So you can't do it. You know, and so in short, it's just we really this came from a friendship and a conversation between friends about a void that we wanted to fill that we knew we were crazy to try to fill, but we wanted to do it and we committed our lives to it. Like, it's not play, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, this is a commitment to our culture, to our people. Um, And so, honestly, I don't don't think anyone's about to... Like, one, I think the timing with which we started, which, of course, first to market does not mean you're successful, but I think the fact that we're not just trying to ride a wave yeah. of like, oh, black is in. Like, this is something that is very authentic and and real to us. Like, yeah. we're doing this when it's not trendy. Yeah. And when it stops being, quote, trendy, we'll still be doing, be doing it. it right? You know what I mean? I mean, you recently had an incident where <laughs> um, Nylon Magazine yes. had a cover. I think it was the Black History Month cover mm-hmm. featuring a number. It was it a was. Black History Month it cover was. featuring a number of um, Black creators and influencers who are phenomenal. Who are um, beautiful. But immediately when I saw it, because one thing about Crown, and if you guys aren't familiar, look it up. It's such a specific aesthetic that mm-hmm. you've had in your first two issues um, and throughout the the magazine itself. Um, so I saw this nylon cover and immediately I was like, that looks just like the Crown Magazine <laughs> Love issue. Yeah, cover. we heard from <laughs> just a couple of people on that one. So, I mean, these things happen. Right. Um, I don't think it's new that bigger mm-hmm. brands, brands with larger reach come in and swoop and are inspired by, I'll say, the underdogs, the smaller brands here. But, I mean, how did that experience feel? Because I think increasingly as we talk about ownership, 
I love that in the digital age, you can call things like that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking more about credit and just understanding the origins. But even as a community, it's something we've kind of had to deal with over history is people right. coming in and sort of taking our ideas. So how does that feel? And and I spoke to you shortly after that, and you told me initially you didn't even want to react to it and yeah. respond to it, but you kind of felt like you had an obligation to. Right. So I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I think I said it fairly thoroughly in the, in the piece. Um, and it was called it was called Fake Love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time to stop celebrating uh, appropriation masked as representation. Mm-hmm. Um, what a headline. I know. <laughs> I, it just, it really, it was one of those things. And I, I like you said, didn't want to speak on it really because like you said it happens so frequently you just it's like I like to keep my head down and get yeah. I have my objectives right. and I'm not you know I'm not like I'm writing a think piece about everything everyone says and like it's just you, you there you would have to be writing yeah. <laughs> all of the words right. yeah. you know um but I really saw the community our community whether our dms or posting you know different places and Really, and even one person posted something, deleted it because somebody had commented and then was like, nope, I'm, I have to say this because X, Y, Z, and she really broke it down. And I'm just like, I didn't take it as a personal offense because I know that happens in business. And right. mm-hmm. I know that we have a physical product. We have it. We have multiple business model, revenue models. Um, and so I know we're working our plan and our plan is working. Mm-hmm. So a digital cover of a magazine online you know that can't take market share away from us so to speak so So it's like I responded because it I thought it was indicative or representative of a larger issue Mm -hmm. and something that I I think we have to talk about openly so that we can educate ourselves and because I don't you know like we're still learning this social media Mm -hmm. era and and what our value is in this space and what to charge for what to you know, do for free and uh, how to support friends. Like people think posting on social media is supportive, but really it's like, yeah, buy something buy or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's, it's, um, there's a lot to navigate yeah. in this space. And when you're a full-time entrepreneur and somebody is not a full-time entrepreneur, you guys think in different terms yeah. because it's just set up, it's just different. Like yeah. you live different realities. And so, I think it was just a, a a moment to be able to, um, I guess, a teachable moment, as yeah. they would say, but like a reflection. And I, I felt, I, I think the biggest thing is that I felt I couldn't have my community out there feeling away and yeah. me not address address it. it. Yeah. Did you hear? It's like I can't them? just leave leave people hanging. If that makes sense. Did you hear? Uh, back did from I hear them? from Nyla? No, I don't okay. think. Yeah, I think that's fairly indicative. It happens all the time, though, yeah. like, even in work. Like, it's just, I, and there's something to that, just speaking up and taking ownership over. Yeah. What's yours and not being afraid to say, like, this was my creativity, my originality. And, and well, it I was did a group effort, though. It wasn't right. just mine. Right. That, and that's but, like, a, it's ours. Right? right. And that's the thing. I think, again, it's like, I didn't take this photo yeah. or like yeah. even design it. it it was a group effort it was a team it was people sacrificing mm. and showing up and doing things and you know you it's there's just so many other ways that you could make a cover that yeah. it's not yeah you know very very close we have to we have to reorient ourselves away from them because they gonna yeah, do that. They gonna do what they do. Well, like, so, Nylon is owned by two white men. Like. I know, but th- <laughs> this is why I want to talk about this. This is why it bothers I don't know, me because but- this is happening across different spaces. So I we talked about this in our live show. I feel like For our me, communities like, create out of necessity, right? Yeah. So it's so meaningful and it's so personal. So that's why it's so hurtful, too, when you see a brand who's not even connecting for those pillars. It's not around sisterhood. It's not around community. Mm-hmm. It's not around, you know, empowering and inspiring people. Take what you've created. So I just, I feel, I can't give up. But I they can't, can't wave take the it, white though. flag. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can't take it. Yeah. It's passing. Like, it's a fad. That, And I think, like... A splash in a pan, like to your point, like it's like a digital cover is one photo for them. But like the 
aesthetic of this and the fact that you do this before them and after. You guys. I feel like it's I don't blues, (laughs) rock and roll. (laughs) I mean, I had this conversation (laughs) with a lot of people and like, they're like, you're being too nice. And I'm just like, I can't. There, I can't control anybody yeah. but myself. Okay, you know, and <laughs> I, I, it's like I said it. You can read it. Okay, it's not, yeah. You don't have to do anything. I'm. I know what I'm here for. You stay focused. <laughs> Some of us want to revolt, though. Just now. <laughs> Some of us are fed up. <laughs> so I want to know. I like, mean, everybody, do as you as you feel. Yeah, you okay. know. I I say. <laughs> Let's educate ourselves on the situation, and then you be the judge. I can't make anybody do anything, yeah. but okay. I think we should all be more conscious of mm-hmm. where our dollars go, mm-hmm. where our clicks go, even because right. you don't have you know, to contribute vote with your to dollars. that behavior. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. That's true. But they don't have a magazine to even buy, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're bombarded by things all day long. Yeah. Yeah. But when you sit with Crown, it's a different experience and a yeah. different depth of experience. And that it exists on our digital platform, um, in our experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, we just did an event in D.C. We did a creative reception earlier this year in Brooklyn. And what we're going to be, we're going to hit Newark next, I believe. Nice. We're planning that. Um, early stages planning, but um, this la- on the this past weekend in DC, we did a writer's reception, mm. um, words of power, and so it was just really it was just a conversation um, between we went we were at Nubian Human down in DC, um, so the founder and we actually retail the magazine there, mm. so the founder of uh, owner of Nubian Human and we just uh, myself owned. yes black owned. Um, and Nakruma and I, we did a conversation just about really what we're here for, the mission. And it was just, it felt like church in there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just so many people have DM'd us and emailed us and and tagged us afterwards just saying how great. And I, I said it that day. It's like, this isn't about Nakruma and myself. This is about us, mm-hmm. you know, and it's about our collective power and um, how we shape culture. And I think Crown, more than anything, we're sustaining ourselves with each other, like we are a platform for commerce for us. So above anything, you know, we we wanted to create a product. Like we sell a product for twenty five dollars. We're not the newsstand model, mm-hmm. um, and that was on purpose. We're direct yeah. to consumer, so that we we you know can have a real business with our community. Yeah. So that we don't have to rely solely on X brand or we're gonna go out of business, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so that gives us the, it, we're we're trying to re kind of you know, it's a reprogramming of yeah. like why do we want to stand next to the logo so bad and post it on Instagram, but we don't want to give twenty five dollars for our friends magazine, for example, mm-hmm. you know? Those things. Yeah. Um I saw realizing how it. powerful it is. Like if you're in a room of a hundred people and they all buy your magazine or they all buy your book or they, you know, whatever it is. Do you know how powerful that is yeah. for that person? Yeah. Um, and so thinking about things in different ways. I just yeah. think we're not as conscious, but we're getting, we're becoming more conscious of our, of our, and, and it's disrupting yeah. the old way of doing things. And yeah. so that shift is happening. And I think the, the, the power is being redistributed in the process. I love that. So you're such like a mission-based organization. And I wonder how does that, how do you make that a concrete part of your business? Because so many of us talk about, oh, I want to work in my passion and I want Mm -hmm. my work to reflect all these other things. But how do you hold yourself accountable to that? How do you, I'm sure your personal values inform that. But how do you make that like actionable and making sure like everything that your brand does is living up to what you say it is? Um, you know, we're people are human, so it's like <laughs> you do the best you can. Mm-hmm. I think a big thing is under, understanding, and this is not speaking about Crown, but just in a broader sense, um, if I could give any advice, I suppose, it's like yeah. thinking about, is this thing a business or is this a passion that you're happy to consider? pursuing as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, those are two very different, different things. Yeah. While we are very mission-driven, and that is so important, we are a platform for commerce, and we behave that way, and we make decisions that way, and the bottom line has to add up before we take yeah. on certain things. If you're doing something for purely a hobby or just as a release or something, then you may have different metrics for evaluating your level of success. Yeah. And even with Crown, you know, this is not a... Like, let's get a bunch of users and, like, cash out. Like, this is not that kind of a thing. This is an investment in the community thing. Mm -hmm. So even our metrics, while, of course, sales and revenue are a huge one, it's also how many people we're touching, the impact that is being created. You know, looking at the things that come from these meetups in different places. We're in a very beautiful time in in the midst of a a creative renaissance, as many yeah. have called it, a black creative renaissance. And so the fact that we have these phones in our hands yeah. and we can be connected to everyone throughout the diaspora, you know, the impact of that is so much greater than our our ancestors had access to. And yeah. it's like, we are blessed to live in this time. And it's not, like, this time will not be forever. Mm-hmm. As we know, everything is cyclical. 
the power of that outweighs any dollar amount. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Tell us about the players in this creative economy that mm-hmm. bring this to life. So there's obviously photography, photography there's art design, creative right. design. But I'd love we to hear a, a lot little bit in-house. on the creative side and on the business side. So we do a lot in-house, like in terms of design, um, a lot of, but but so much of it is contributor-based. Mm-hmm. Um, photographers, you know, uh, writers, my pastor wrote an article, mm-hmm. you know, um, friends from college or just people in in your network um a lot of times people like Dion and Lauren who we were like fans of through Instagram and then mm-hmm. it, it just kind of happened entrepreneurs um, influencers. entrepreneurs influencers uh business owners yogis all it seems kinds like of. people who are also having uh creating a shift in the culture in their yeah. own respective ways too for sure, through their for sure. art forms. Again, it's very hard to encapsulate Black womanhood. Like yeah. we're 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 taking on a big task, but we are so inspired by the women that we just know in our daily lives, and the business women and women like you who are doing the side hustle. It's everywhere. Inspiration is everywhere. Yeah, like so often, you know, we always start with an editorial map and we fill it in as we go and. Some of it is very much like, oh, we want this person to write this. Mm-hmm. and But, you know, some of it is just so organic and beautiful and it's just a conversation and it turns into something. Or yeah. I had breakfast with Mama Cax today. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys are familiar. Yeah. She's on, uh, she's a um, speaker uh, on body positivity, mm-hmm. activist. She's just so beautiful inside and out. And she wrote a piece in the magazine um, about self-love as religion. Mm. She wrote this beautiful piece that brought me to tears and has brought me to tears multiple times since I edited and, you know, everything. She and Juliana Kasumu met up. They happen to be in—well, London. Um, Juliana lives in London, and um, Cax happened to be in town, and they just went and shot it. Seeing that come back, and, like, I didn't physically go there and do it or art—you know, I'm not an art director, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't even there, and yeah. then— it comes and then it, it's now in this physical thing. And I think that process is just so, it's like magic. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. almost feels like, like I feel sometimes just like I'm not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you give me, you know, yeah. allow me to sh- to share this magic with the world? It's really an honor. Well, I ask about the pieces because I think everyone doesn't need to be the Lindsay, right? Like well. you, there are different players <laughs> and there are different lanes yeah, in contributing sure, to a sure. larger mission and message. And I don't think we always need to aspire to be like the founder or right. 100%. the boss, but it's like, how do you contribute? And then I also love what you said about empowering your community to tell their stories in their voice. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so it's not just about you prescriptively saying right. like, this is how we want you to present this, but you come into the picture and tell the story in the way that's authentic to you. Right. I mean, because that's what it's been the whole time. And you open a magazine and there's not a strand of real natural hair mm-hmm. well, from <laughs> from yeah. a black person. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's like, what does that do to you psychologically for yeah. your entire life? Yeah. You know? And so we really created something that we felt was a void. Mm-hmm. And then we created an inv- a minimum viable product and tested it yeah. in live in the marketplace and got the feedback and confirmed that people felt the same way we did. Yeah. And people's eyes lit up and were like, what is this? How do I, you know, like we went to print our first issue with, say, with, you know, or pre-orders from our customers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, y'all brought this to life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it, it was very much a community effort and, we just, I think we felt a void and the community confirmed that void. And it was like, well, we we got to do it, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think the thing that impressed me so much is that, and the, stop me if I'm assuming, <laughs> but it just feels like you guys are really intentional from the start about like, the, these are the brand pillars. This is what this is about. These are our values. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that, it's so, it makes it easier to attract the audience because they can recognize it. But it right. makes it easier to attract collaborators because they're like, okay, I get it. I know what you're talking about. Right, right, And right. you reference those pillars so much. I can tell that it kind of, it's like your compass to navigate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good word for it. Compass. So, yeah, that stuff, like, it doesn't just, like, happen, like, on its own. You have yeah, to, Yeah, like, I mean, we started with, like, a weekly call back in, like, mm-hmm. the end of 2014. So 
that we came up with those brand pillars probably early 2015 or something like that. Yeah. So like it's one of the first things we did before we made a zine, before we did anything. And it's I think shared values. There's nothing that can kind of imitate or replace yeah. that. We created this for a reason and people can try to imitate or duplicate, but you can't duplicate someone's authentic yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. And I know. I have perspective. I have have, like, like a you just spiritual can't. experience with Crown. Aww. Like I have literally written me oh and been like, gosh. "I love this. It has That's like changed beautiful. my life." Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, every time we get those types of comments, it's just again, it's just so humbling. Like, did I even do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, are you sure this is mine? Because <laughs> it, it it feels like it's ours. Yeah. You know. It's a reflection of us, and I think that's what we always wanted it to be. So it's really affirming to hear um, when people feel that way. There's nothing more beautiful mm-hmm. than us, you know? Yeah. And I think the thing that breaks my heart and has always broken my heart is, like, how beautiful we are and we don't even know. Mm. And we, we, like, down ourselves or we, yeah, you know, like, nah, I can't do that because of blah, blah, blah. And we put ourselves in these boxes—or we've— been conditioned in a lot of ways to put ourselves in boxes of like either you're too black you're not black enough or you're this. Mm. and when you talk to each other it's like y'all all kind of like we start sounding the same mm-hmm. yeah you know no matter what we look like it starts to sound like the same you know it's the same system of oppression to be real and the same for me this is it's like i just want us to understand our power together you know like our, I think we've been we've been stripped of so much of our culture and our connectedness that we forget how much power we wield because we have to put on a mask every day mm. to exist. Yeah. Sorry to get deep. No, it's good. But I'm no. like this is no, this so is. it's clearly very real. <laughs> it's like it's like an act of love. Like yeah. you can't tell. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny we had an event. Um, at work with the writer Rachel Katsiganza. Hmm. Are you familiar with her mm-hmm. work? Please get familiar with her work. Because oh, your work reminds me of hers and yeah. that she's a writer. And you read her work and she just, you can tell she puts so much love and like she goes so deep into black history and just thinking about all these little things in okay, detail. Okay, money and power issue. I got to hit yes. her up. She just won the Pulitzer. What? But, um, oh my God. We were like, try at to this get her. Event. Get Girl, you might help. <laughs> Listen, close my eyes. Don't get fed. Really? So, though. but like, we had Are this event. And she, it was just like, I think that is the differentiator, I mm. think, now. It's just people doing things out of love and mm. putting it in there. Cause we get so caught up in, oh, I want, you know, all this like mm. hustle mentality. But it's like, do you right. love what you're doing? Yeah. True. And are you trying to get attention or are you trying to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are the motives? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We can't all be the CEO, like you said. And it, and it's, the, that CEO seat comes with a lot. One, like, emotional stability is a thing. Financial stability is a thing. Like, don't think it's cute out here mm-hmm. and just be, you know, with yeah. no business model. <laughs> like, right. it's not cute. And And I think if more of us were like, okay, I'm self-aware and I know what my skills are and what my mission is and I see this person doing great work and I know I'm not wanting for money because I'm working my corporate job and I'm stacking as I should mm. be because it's, you know, stack stack your money. I think if more people thought of how they could add value to the sister that's doing some really great work or the brother that's doing really great work and kind of plug yourself in somehow into that versus having to be... Like, honestly, I did not ever want to... I don't consider myself, like, the face, but, like, I'm, like, I would traditionally shy away from anything that had to do with speaking or being in front of people, you know? Um, But I think, yeah, like, if, if... we were less worried about, like, I did the this talk or mm-hmm. the that thing and got the award and more worried about, like, doing the work. Mm-hmm. We would just be in such a better place. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, like, the recognition will come if you're doing good right. work, you know? Like, yeah. don't go for the, a lot of people have very flowery sounding resumes and mm-hmm. then you're like, wait, but what did you what do? Did you do? <laughs> yeah. What's your do? impact? 
Lindsay, this was so inspiring. It was. I, I feel I'm like just I'm taking y'all. like just doing things for the right reasons, putting my heart into more of my work and really thinking about impact versus to your point, all of the superficial things. I, I'm just I'm a little inspired. So thank well, you for glad. that. And you know, the money part matters. <laughs> oh, <it laughs> Wealth <does>. building, <laughs> you know, is is for sure. But yeah, I mean it it's Thinking about legacy. Yeah. Legacy matters. So where can our listeners who aren't already plugged into the wonderful community that is Crown find you and your work and your team's work? We you can visit crownmag.com. That's C-R-W-N-M-A-G. So no O. Crownmag.com. Um also Instagram, Facebook, all of the things at Crown Mag um is our handle. And then, yeah, we'll be having events this summer. So get on the newsletter, sign up for the email list, and you'll get more info. And if this beauty is not adorning your coffee table or vanity, (laughs) please do yourselves a favor and grab a copy or three. Yes, and you can do so right on the the website. Crownmag.com slash shop is the direct link. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. All right, our favorite part of the show, Ask Job Log. So this is where we hear from you. And if you have any career life questions, need to pick somebody's brain, we are open and available to you. Just hit us up at joblogs.com slash askjoblogs or dial us up 929-324-1090. So what's in the inbox, Joy? We have one listener that is actually following up with an update. It says, long time since I've emailed you, two years. So I just wanted to say, hey, I'm graduating in May, and I took your advice and focused on school and doing well at my accounting Come job. Through. I'm proud to say that I was able to solidify a full-time opportunity at an amazing Fortune 50 company. Mm-hmm. Every month, I queue you up on my podcast app with my journal just so Aww. I can get my notes in. Love it. That's crazy to think that somebody has a journal of notes with our voices. Careful what you say. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for what you do. It's helped me in ways I can't even explain. If you guys could do an episode on how to navigate a new work environment to make sure you stand out, that would be great. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure I have... I do well in my first ever professional role. I've interned there last summer, but I know coming back as an employee is always different. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. So timely. Yeah, congrats on your job. I know. It's timely because we're all starting new jobs, um, or I am, Mm -hmm. and you are, so... We're in the same boat. What are what are your tips? What do you do when you first join a new role? I would say just um, be cognizant of your energy. Like come in positive, upbeat, excited, mm. and just be very like. Listen, I'm everything. I want y'all to feel that I'm everything. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are everything. Yes. Let's be everything. To, like, just be very that. Yeah. Uh, I also, like, um, someone recently started at my job, mm. and I really like her because she's a young woman, but she's very, like, vocal. So, mm. like, for example, but not too vocal. Right, right. <laughs> so, for example, like, we were in a new meeting, and someone was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know you. So the girl was mm. like, oh, yeah, I just recently started. How about before the meeting is started, we all go around and introduce ourselves. Oh, really? I'm like, as work. the new girl. As <laughs> the new you better. girl. You better. Work, girl. Because you know what that is, too? It's like sometimes we're afraid. We think we got to, like, take our cues from mm-hmm. everyone else. But they hired you. They want to see you, like, flourish. And your hiring manager wants to, like, see you make, like, make them proud and be like, I made the right decision. Like, yes, my hire is out here killing it. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's the balance of being enthusiastic, but Mm -hmm. also being strategic, like Mm. lie in wait a little bit, observe, figure out where you can make moves and then like, then make, make a plan and act on it. Yeah. So that's what I have to say. I like that. I'm very much the same way. I'm a 30, 60, 90 day plan I love type of girl. Yes. Um, and the first 30 to me is always to your point about listening, relationship building. Also like onboarding, getting all your systems access, yeah. doing all of kind of the background grunt work to get acclimated. But definitely very actively listening and observing. Just peeping game. Like how mm-hmm. does your manager like to work? Yeah. Um, what's the culture really like? You know, what do people value? Mm-hmm. Who's doing well? Just like peep game, go to coffee, like meet with everybody. Yes, take all the coffee dates. Mm-hmm. The second or the first six 
60 days to me is more where you start to get a little more comfortable and it's like more about engagement analysis, like actually setting some performance metrics around what you're trying to achieve in your role and checking in, getting a little bit of feedback. But mm-hmm. I love your point of just being assertive the whole yeah. time. In the, in the right way. You don't want to come in like guns blazing. Right. Because <laughs> I have a contrasting story of a gentleman of a certain persuasion who came in and was very much like all the ideas, but it's like, you don't know what's going on You don't on know here. nothing. You're just talking. <laughs> Like, yeah, of course, we would do all of these millions of ideas if we could, but we don't have time for that. We're actually trying to run a business. So (laughs) So use your intuition. Navigate that thing. Okay. I love it. Y'all let us know your tips when you start a new job. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be looking for advice. Well, thank you, Joblogs fam, for joining us. And thank you to Lindsay Day coming through blessing us yes. with that word. Yes. Many thanks, as always, to our sponsor, One United Bank, America's largest Black-owned bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I feel like encouraging us not to think about buying Black and supporting Black reactively when we're mad and boycotting, but really stepping Lifestyle. out there Make and embracing a, our community. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So if you enjoyed this episode and are looking for resources to encourage you on your financial journey, head over to OneUnited.com. Yep. Be sure to follow them around the web at OneUnited on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And of course, you can connect with us on the web at Joblogs on the social medias and Joblogs.com. Yep. I'm Hamas Parker. I'm Cleave Out Loud. See ya. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.